0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: I drink a Boost for breakfast, an inch of a dessert. Somebody order pancakes, I just sip the scissor. That's right, that right there could drive a same man berserk. Not to worry, H to the Izzo back to Wizard. How do you how do you console my mom or give her life support? Telling her her son's own life support and just imagine how my girl feel on the plane, scared as hell that a guy look like Emmett Till. She was with me before the deal. She's trying to be mine. She a delta, so she be throwing up that dynasty sign. No use in me trying to be lying. I be trying to be signed, trying to be a millionaire. <laughs> I use two lifelines. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast your host rod and and for some reason the volume is back to fucking normal what the fuck i didn't even change anything god
2: damn it i don't even know <laughs> i don't did. even know it just jumped didn't it yes it did
1: <sighs> uh, just uh, the blackout <laughs> itunes the blackout tips leave us five star reviews on stitcher and shit um if it's nice we'll read it we appreciate y'all taking the time out to do that um thanks
2: Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we've been trying to tinkle and get this sound straight. Just like the the second or third time we've tried to actually start the show. We
1: tried to start this shit at like 7.15. I don't even know what the fuck anymore, man. Um, Obviously, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we're going to have to catch it later. Right. Um, and I'm supposed to do something at ten. Son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't know for that too. Yeah. Uh, uh President Obama. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the official <laughs> weapon of the show is <laughs> it's a takes An unofficial sport
2: is bullet ball. A bullet ball
1: extreme. President Obama announced a new education effort to let girls learn. That's right. Try and help these little girls out. I'm sure people have a problem with it.
2: Of course.
1: Saying every girl has value. President Barack Obama announced a more focused government effort Tuesday to help tens of millions of girls around the world attend a stay in school. Michelle Obama's uh, attend and stay in school. Michelle Obama said she's heading the campaign uh, to Japan and Cambodia later this month to promote it. Obama said that as his as a father of two fabulous, extraordinary, awesome young women, he wants to help make sure that no girl out there is denied her chance to be a strong, capable woman. Yet more than 60 million girls are being denied schooling for a variety of reasons, he said. Mm -hmm. Obama said the U.S. works quietly to support educating girls, but its many programs must become a single coordinated strategy. We're making it clear to any country that's our partner or wants to be our partner that they need to get serious about increasing the number of girls in school. Obama said announcing the Let Girls Learn initiative at the White House with the First Lady standing beside him. Mrs. Obama said the issue is personal for her because I see myself in these girls. I see our daughters in these girls. The Obamas are parents of teenagers, Malia, 16, and Sasha, 13, and say their own success would have been impossible without education. During their travels, they encourage young people to focus on education in the U.S. Mrs. Obama urges students to pursue education after high school. As part of the effort, Mrs. Obama said her office and the Peace Corps will work jointly to highlight community-based solutions. The Peace Corps already has thousands of volunteers at work in more than 60 developing countries. Its Let Girls Learn program will begin in Albania, Benin, Burkina, Faso, Cambodia, Georgia, Ghana, Moldova, Mongolia, Mozambique, Togo, and Uganda. Mrs. Obama will travel alone to Tokyo and Kyoto, Japan. From March eighteenth through the twentieth, and CM Reap in northwestern Cambodia from March twenty-first to the twenty-second. Um, so, yeah, it's dope, man. You know, uh, I think you are probably asked. gonna still, yeah, like you said, someone's gonna have a problem with it, right? You know, and
2: they're going everybody, all girls, but sometime, but he'll be a divisive president, bringing race. Yeah, somebody's
1: too. gonna be like, why are you educating women overseas? What about the women that's here or some some shit? But you no, know, good for them, man. Um, speaking of girls and women's issues, a female company president for a Fortune uh, 500 company mm-hmm. wrote an essay apologizing to all the mothers she's worked with.
2: You well, was she an ass? I guarantee you. Because, man, you ha- it's like having a child in a workplace. It's almost... Well, people fail to realize it affects men, but... It- it affects women more, you know, it affects, put like this, fathers who's, who cares, this somewhat affects them, mm-hmm. you know, because a lot of parents rotate, like if, you know, school close, okay, I take a day off, school clothes, you take a day off, uh, a school, you know, fathers that are involved, but even with that, it affects them less than it affects women. Mm-hmm. Because a woman has to deal with pregnancy, has to deal with extended time out of work. Everybody act like you the worst fucking person ever because you won't take care of your goddamn child. Everybody want to get mad when they cancel school, but don't nothing happen, but you gotta stay at home and they gotta to come to work. You know, that shit don't bother me because you're a parent and I'm not. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not envious of you being a parent. Um, and I think that the work uh, environment shames parents. And make you look like less than. How dare you put, uh, your child and your, uh, family above this goddamn job who really don't give a fuck about you and, you know, who will cut you at any time. Don't care nothing about your sacrifice and your, um, dedication to the job. Don't worry about all the, all the, um, graduations and piano recitals or whatever the fuck you missed because you were here. Mm -hmm. You know, and so yeah, I, I'm, 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 tell me what she apologized for. She's probably being an ass.
1: Uh, in a powerful fortune column that went viral Tuesday, the president of an internet startup that helps women secure online work is apologizing for the way she treated working mothers in the past. Right. So funny, right?
2: Right. The startup
1: was to help women get work online, but she said she used to treat women like shit.
2: Right. Because the working environment is like that. And, and not all women, but some women get in, in these positions of power where uh this been dominated by males and a lot of them adapt male attitudes and male uh, frame of thinking and and just very cold-hearted very calculated looking at you know credits and debits and not really giving a fuck about you're dealing with goddamn people you're dealing with people i understand what your numbers say but you're dealing with people
1: yeah patriarchy is bigger than gender you know uh what changed katherine zaleski's mind the birth of her daughter charlotte right I'm sorry to all the mothers I used to work with. She wrote in the essay in which the former manager for the Huffington Post and the Washington Post revealed she regretted the way she judged working moms in her 20s. Listen to behaviors. She now feels guilty for Zaleski. Admitted she initially dismissed the managing editor's work ethic after surveying the woman's endless photos of small children. Didn't protest when another female editor said she we should hurry up and fire another woman before she got pregnant. And didn't defend a woman who asked on a job interview how she'd handle the rigors of work and all the kids at the same time. She added that she would often schedule last minute meetings at 430 without realizing that many working moms might need to pick up their kids at daycare at that time and viewed staying late at the office as proof she was more dedicated to her career.
2: Right. So many people do. But that don't mean a motherfucking thing. And that go, that boils down to your worth is your job. Your worth is not your fucking job, man. And, and a lot of times, um, if you ever realize it, a lot of higher upper managers and supervisors, not, not, not every um, industry, but in a lot of industries, they're divorced. They don't have kids, they don't have families, or uh, or they, uh, 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 they're single moms and shit like that. It's a reason why, because a lot of times they spend 120, 200 hours a week at a motherfucking job. You can't sustain that and take care of a family, too. It's impossible.
1: Yeah, I always feel kind of two ways about this kind of shit. Because on the one hand, sure, it is great that you join the party. But I always feel kind of angry because, like, how did you not have empathy before you were in the situation? Like, you she really couldn't understand nope. any other point of view until you push the baby outside of your own vagina before you could be like, oh man, apparently motherhood is a big deal.
2: Right, because people don't give a fuck about other people if it does not directly affect them people are self-centered and when you're in a working environment and in and the working environment most businesses are you got to be here you got to be dedicated you got to work hard you you know you you, you if, if you don't if i offer overtime and you don't get it you you know you ain't worth it you know like she said fucking schedule meetings at 4 30 when people was like oh, fuck i gotta go be got, get, gotta get to the daycare by six or us they charge me per minute <laughs> because my child is still there you know shit like that like you just don't even consider because it doesn't directly affect you so why would you give a fuck but i've always considered that because i kind of like no i don't have children but i understand children are a lot of work uh
1: for mothers in the workplace it's death by a thousand cuts and sometimes it's other women holding the knife she wrote Mm -hmm. i didn't realize this or how horrible i'd been until five years later when i gave birth to a daughter of my own the fortune piece appeared to strike a chord on social media where it went viral within hours of it posting. Zaleski told Today.com that responses to her columns have been overwhelmingly positive. Everybody sort of lives under the impression that you have to pretend that you don't have a family or a life when you're at work, Zaleski, whose daughter is now 14 months old. In many ways, it's just very unproductive. The amount of working women in the U.S. is going down because women can't be themselves. Acknowledging and vocalizing concerns about situations that penalize working mothers is a major step towards developing solutions, she said. You want to work harder as a mother because your motivations are so clear. But because of the way that offices are set up, it's almost impossible to meet the requirements you were able to meet before. Zaleski, now the president and co-founder of Power to Fly, told, uh, to, to today, you're cut off at the knees no matter what once your life changes.
2: Right, because it's sad, but nobody gives a fuck. Like she said, the, uh, uh, they've been women and I've heard of women, um, who, Uh, A go for job interviews that they're pregnant but they're not showing Mm -hmm. get hired for the job get that insurance they be like yeah I'm pregnant because if you come into an interview pregnant they will not hire you because they don't want to deal with you immediately almost being out of work that shit matters it's sad but it goddamn matters like they they don't want to deal with it like she was saying they were talking about well let's fire her before she gets pregnant it's like people act like children are a bad thing but yet everybody wants everybody to have them and everybody, you know, acts like they're they're these precious things, but yet in a working environment you could give two fucks about them. And just men and women and people that even have children, women that even have children still have this same attitude. You will have women that have children that will sacrifice and not be with their children, uh, because they fit but because they put the job above everything. And and to me that's very sad. And honestly, with the pay that a lot of women get, depending on what your field is and what you're doing, you literally will be better off being at home with your child. You would fucking save money. Because for some women, your whole check is daycare, depending on how much you make. Mm-hmm. Your check is daycare. Why am I why am I wasting my time to go to work just for lunch money? You know, I'm not well, supposed to stay at
1: home. Well also when you can't when what well, she even tells you, you know, the jobs try to not be accommodating to you on purpose that also adds a mental burden to where you're like what the fuck should i go to work for like you know the money is cost prohibitive for me to work a lot of times unless i make a certain amount of money because then you have to pay like i said daycare and all this stuff Mm
2: -hmm.
1: um and that shit can be very expensive very thousands Um, of
2: dollars a month
1: yeah and then you know you don't get to spend time with your kid um women are constantly judged on that basis about how much time they do or don't spend with their kids
2: right um
1: so i could definitely understand a woman being like i'm gonna just stay at home and i could see the workforce losing well-meaning hard-working women because it's like yeah and you know every man has this assumption that they're harder working than women Mm -hmm. every man has this assumption shit the dudes I all know think they're the hardest working person at their job, despite the fact that, you know, I'm on an email chain with, with my friends. These motherfuckers can send a 100 and some emails in a day, but yet they are professing to be the hardest working people at their jobs. And right. Everyone else is lazy and they, you know, everyone goes home at 501 and I go home later than them and blah, blah, blah. So men have already bought into this whole like at the earliest there, latest to leave. That's the hardest worker, you know. Um, that don't mean nothing like, yeah but that's that's how they bought into it you know um and i think women uh have because of societal pressure less so because women are more like it's more like the extra pressure of oh you're a bad mom like with a right. with a dude there's no well you're a bad dad because you stay late it's that's what oh you're, you're just about. a hard worker that actually makes you a good dad right that you stay late because you're here at seven And only a good father works so hard for his family. Whereas with a woman, it's like, when you going to pick up your kids, you fucking loser. You know, you horrible, neglectful mom. So it's like, I expect you to be here at the 430 meeting. And then I want to be like, well, the fuck didn't you go get your kids? It's six o'clock now. I want to give you all that. You know, like you need to show me that you're willing to sacrifice being a good mom in order to be a good worker.
2: Right, right, and this never, this never is ever reflected back on men, and it's never, like you said, you're never a hard dad, you're a provider, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that provider things means sacrificing from your family, but why? Why should I have sacrifice my family, and men that actually be like, you know what, doll, I'm going to spend time with my family, all of a sudden, he becomes a problem. Yeah, you know why? Why do you want to take time with your family? You know, and there's single dads out there too, and that's a thing. Everybody want to act like this affects. It does affect women at a higher percentage, but it affects single dads. And You almost look as weak then. Where you go? Oh, well, I gotta go get my kids. Right, of course. Or you know what? A lot. A lot of men might not even get judged as much. You, even though uh, men in the working force go, well, I need to get my kids i know you'll get judgment but i don't think it is to the same level as it is to for for women mm-hmm. i might be wrong but i don't i don't you know yes, you're just gonna get criticized but i don't think it's it's not the same like you're not expected to be everything and be all to everybody even though as a single parent male or female that's a hard job
1: mm-hmm. um so she says here um I see. Well, despite holding managerial positions as high, at high-profile media outlets, Zaleski questioned her occupational worth once she was on maternity leave. During that stretch, much of what she had read made it seem like she'd have to put up with choices made by a male-dominated work court, culture, or lower her career expectations. She wrote, "She realized, like many of the women she helps now, uh, didn't she didn't have." She didn't have to choose between motherhood and career advancement, quitting journalism to become a co-founder of power to fly. Zaleski matches women. Many of whom are working mothers with online jobs that can be executed remotely. Power to fly has processed more than $1 million in paychecks for women in five continents. She wrote, I wish I had known five years ago as a young childless manager that mothers are the people you need on your team. She added, there's, saying that if you want something done then ask a busy person to do it that's exactly why i like working with mothers now um which is funny because you know obviously she's promoting her business this is her angle to get her stuff out there Mm -hmm. so you know it could still be somewhat disingenuous but even if it's like a real revelation that she just authentic authentically had it's still kind of it's gonna always scratch that itch on me where i'm just like but why like why did it have to take this you didn't realize how fuck like the tightrope no, that you were walking no. you didn't realize the shit you were doing to other women Mm-mm. when you had your position you had to know Mm-mm, you cause had people to.
2: ain't shit you said this people don't that don't care. mean you don't know
1: she might not have cared but she right. knew is what i'm saying she right. knew She can't,
2: she didn't care you can't
1: plead ignorance on this shit it's so fucking obvious so I, you know, I don't know, man. Oh,
2: or either she might not have known to the extent that it affected them, but I knew, but you, but, but, but you know certain shit is fucked up with or without kids. Like you just know certain shit you're going, that ain't cool. Mm-hmm. You know, but you just don't care enough because it doesn't directly affect you because you're not the one that have to make the choice of the decision.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So why should you care? It's not affecting your pocket.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of the old thing where it's like, diversity diversity for diversity's sake doesn't really mean shit it really mm -mm. is about the mentality you bring there it's kind of like how the studio exec that was the head of sony was a woman but yeah she still had the same douchebag mentality that any dude that got that job would have right so is it really diversity it's not diversity of thought she didn't bring anything extra to the position nope you know she just kind of doubled down you know it's like when you have a black police officer and people go well it's a black police officer you're like yeah but that black police officer is also racist towards black people. that's not really helping Mm-mm. um speaking of black police officers, the Department of justice uh said the Ferguson police engaged in racially biased pro- policing
2: you don't say
1: mhm- yep that
2: like, Did is- I just blow your mind Karen No. what Mm-mm.
1: you 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 know i didn't just i didn't just Make you go? No, mm-hmm. no. You can just go. Mm-mm. Nothing.
2: Mm-mm.
1: But but I just okay. All right. Well, just letting you know, Karen, that uh, apparently that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they uh, apparently they arrest. They've been arresting Negroes like hotcakes. Oh, really? That's right. <laughs> they just. They, uh, don't mind letting the Negroes, uh, twist in the wind. Uh,
2: 100.
1: in 88% of cases in which Ferguson police documented a use of force, uh, that use of force is against African Americans.
2: You don't say.
1: In all 14 canine bite incidents, the suspect's race is known, where the race is known, it was African American. They account for 67% of the population in Ferguson, but they accounted for 85% of the drivers stopped by police. Goddamn. 90% of the people issued tickets, and 93% of the people arrested.
2: 90% of the people issued tickets?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. A three-year examination of suspect uh, suspect stops found. Uh, Also, they found that when... um, African-Americans were more than twice as likely than white drivers to be searched, even though they were 26% less likely to have any contraband in their car.
2: Of course, because they know their ass is going to go to jail.
1: Ferguson Police Department often charges black residents with petty crimes. African-Americans accounted for 95% of the people being charged with walking in the street. 92% of people charged with disturbing the peace.
2: Oh, and nobody sees nothing wrong with these disproportional numbers when you make up a little less than half of the population.
1: Uh, There also was uh, some emails they looked into. One of them said, uh, had a joke about President Obama's 2008 election. It suggested he would not remain long in the job because what black man holds a steady job for four years? That's right, Karen. Mm. A hundred? A
2: hundred? A hundred?
1: Uh, Well, I mean... I guess it is a hundred. I mean, it's definitely something, something wrong here. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it seems like um, uh, Ferguson PD is uh as racist as they right here. Mm,
2: right. You know. Then people wonder why people are protesting and 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 being angry and shit like that because they like look this shit been happening for a very long time and that's what a lot of people in the area were saying like this ain't no new shit this this shit has been happening for years and it just has never been addressed and people got tired
1: yep um let's see investigators uh oh um another may 2011 email referred to african-american women receiving a crime stoppage reward for terminating a pregnancy oh Because the kid is going to grow up to be a criminal. (laughs) Anyway. um, A separate inquiry into the Mike Brown shooting is underway. That inquiry, our officials have said, it is unlikely to result in charges against Wilson, who has left the department. Um, Ferguson Mayor... James Knowles III and Police Chief Thomas Jackson were among the contingent of city officials who met with Justice Representatives Tuesday in St. Louis to receive the government findings. At this time, the city is currently reviewing the report and its findings, said they said in the statement. Um,
2: yeah, so they got numbers saying, y'all fuckers are racist and they are gonna gloss across that and don't care because they make so much goddamn money.
1: Yeah, I'm sure people are already defending it as not racist somehow.
2: They make money. Ticketing and finding people makes you money. Well,
1: if black people would just stop being criminals, Karen, it would solve everything. Mm-hmm. We just got to stop doing crimes. That's the problem. White people don't do crimes. Black people do all the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. You're a damn criminal. Look at you, criminal.
2: You you two I married you, a criminal. What we what you talking about? Crime
1: all over the place, your black ass.
2: Mm-hmm. You two, you gotta be. You can have all kinds of shit in that hell. hmm
1: Uh Ormond man has been charged with uh hate crime. Uh he was a he's God damn it, stop doing that.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well what is wrong with this article? I'll just read it from this point. Anyway, his name was Jason C Q L R. He's forty four. He's charged an aggravated battery causing bodily harm and two counts of battery. He's being held Monday in the uh, Volusia County Branch Jail for $21,000 bail Oh, Florida. Debbie said that on Friday, he, uh, he was on Daytona Beach. Uh, and uh, this dude, Kenneth Hodge, walked into the hideout lounge. Cellular then told Hodge, this bar is not for blacks. Oh. Hodge ignored QLR, but QLR grabbed a beer bottle and hit Hodge on the top of the head, cutting him. Hodge wrestled QLR to the ground, but QLR was able to escape. Hodge reports, uh, uh, to escape Hodge. Two other patrons at the bar who witnessed what he did tried to stop him from getting away, but QLR pepper sprayed them in the eyes. So he, he ran away, the, the dude who cut him with the bottle, with the bottle. He you escaped. big
2: and bad to them, right? Huh? So yeah, you big and bad to them. Now we're gonna play um, uh spray, pepper spray and get ghosts.
1: Mm-hmm. He escaped but was caught at a traffic stop. Uh Ellis Lloyd, who was giving him a ride, said he got a call to pick him for, to pick QLR up uh because he had pepper sprayed multiple people at a bar. The aggravated battery charge was reclassified to one degree higher due to a hate crime allegation.
2: Good. Go to jail. Fuck Good. you.
1: This isn't a bar for black scaring, You dark ass. What is this? Like something straight out of like burning burning Mississippi or some shit?
2: Apparently so in his mind. Yeah. Why? Because this is our country. <laughs> uh, From the
1: east coast to the west coast. Are those goddamn Timberlands? Okay. Uh, This ain't a bar for your type right here. Okay. I'm going to need you to take them damn Nikes off, boy. <laughs> i don't know it's like we sir like we serve carrossier like around here boy uh modern family creator stan levitan says please move empire no Hmm. that's right can they
2: mad because they ain't up their ratings
1: i say do what you want with no apologies Now I only hear this my ref- in my left ear. Can you hear that? Yep. What the hell's going on with the sound today?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's only in my right ear. I don't even know what's going on. Well, you talk I who both ears, though. I don't know.
1: I'm going to close Spotify over to back up. But, um... They are so
2: mad, right? Fuck you, because then nobody tell you to go off the air when you was one of the highest rated shows. Nope. Right. Nope, now, will not do it.
1: The black shit is hot, and it's like, hey, man, can y'all please, you know, like, maybe possibly consider, you know. Um,
2: they must come on at the same time, Taking man. this
1: shit off, please.
2: Nope, we not changing the time. You make your shit better, or let's go off the air like anybody nah, the other nope,
1: show. nope, I agree. They should move. I think they should move Modern Family and they should move Blackish. I think they should move them.
2: Yeah, if, if anybody should move, it should be those shows, not <laughs> not Empire.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Empire is the big dog now. I mean, they get right. to decide what they want to do for themselves. I don't think.
2: Right, if anything, like I said, move Modern Family. Like, right. Because like, this comes on right before or after Blackish. I
1: think right before.
2: Right, and so. Uh,
1: maybe after. Maybe, maybe it comes on after. Well, either way. Around that time, right. So With, kinda, within
2: somewhere within that hour, they're, yeah. they're on somewhere around that time frame.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, and they
2: seen their numbers drop. They nope. must.
1: They writers. They writers must have drip dropped.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, drip, they, drip it dropped. Yeah, and they've been dropping the past few years. So mm-hmm. you know, this just tipped it on over. Nope, don't do it. Because yeah. if it was the other way around, you would give no fucks and you would keep. Airing your show. Nope.
1: Yep. Um, I say they can keep their money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. y'all. Uh, thanks for giving us this award before Empire premiered. Joke Steve Leviton as he accepted his honor for the Family Equality Council for Modern Family's groundbreaking portrayal of a non-traditional gay family. His show, which is produced by 20th Century Fox Television, airs on ABC and is getting pummeled by, pummeled by Empire, the new Fox family drama. Um, last Wednesday, Empire scored a whopping 13.9 million viewers and a 15 share, while Modern Family lagged behind it with a 9.32 million v- viewers and a 10 share. I'd like to thank Dana Waldman, Gary Newman, and everyone at 20th Century Fox Television for their continued support. Um, now please move Empire.
2: <laughs> that is not happening.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously it's a joke, but somebody gonna have to move.
2: Yeah. And it's gonna be y'all. Cause- it's, it's a juggernaut. Because they're not going nowhere. It's going to be y'all. Like, y'all going to move them on different day, different time. Like, believe you me, pretty soon you'll be like modern family on Thursdays or uh, mm. Wednesdays or whatever.
1: A man stuck his dick inside of some scotch tape. And his erect penis got stuck in the tape. And he couldn't get it out.
2: Oh, so here you go for the big What's What size What size was he aiming for?
1: Well, there's a the picture. Uh, last, oh! This anonymous man suffered a self-inflicted double humiliation of apparently getting his erect penis stuck inside of a roll of tape and asking the experienced masturbators of 4chan's form how to remake, remove his makeshift cock ring. Uh,
2: he ripped. Oh! Mm-hmm. Who thought that was a good idea?
1: The rights arranged from uh, do math problems to run cold water on it, to run on a treadmill, to ejaculate, to call an ambulance and to chop off wiener.
2: (laughs) You're asking the internet, of course.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: All that shit is black and blue.
1: He said his boner was too painful to touch so he couldn't ejaculate. He claimed to have taken the cold water advice but said it only caused the tape ring to contract further. Finally, someone told him to unravel all the tape and soak the cardboard ring until it fell apart. Uh, But the ring was plastic.
2: Oh, it went in a paper kind. Yeah, because with the paper kind, you know, eventually it'll dissolve. Oh, so he got the kind you have at your desk.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't even know how you get your dick into that in the first place. Right, because that's so tiny. Like, that was just a bad mistake all the way around.
2: How did he sneak his penis in that? You, you can barely he, put two or three fingers in it.
1: You say he put it in when he was when he was bored, and then I guess he got erect because a girl started sending him pictures of her feet.
2: Oh, it's homosexual.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, them freaky ass homosexuals, dog. And get, get yourself trying stuck trying to make a sex
2: tape. And does he not know how cock rings work? Cock rings normally are. Uh rubber so they can stretch you around the penis and go to adam,
1: go to adam and eve and get you a real ch- cock ring a dog.
2: real cock ring dog
1: hot convict Jeremy meeks wins a modeling contract despite being behind bars mm-hmm. uh, everybody remembers him as felon bay uh he was a meme around the internet for a while of just him uh his mugshot and how sexy it was yep Well, now he's he's, uh, apparently going to be a model when he gets out. Um, White Cross Management is the talent agency to sign the 30-year-old. Let's see. How long is he supposed to be in jail? jail I can't remember. Uh, 27 months. And 500 hours in the Bureau of Prison Substance Abuse Treatment Program. He's hoping for an early release in November. Um, so there you go. Fell in bay with the, the happy ending, possibly, if he decides to go straight and, you know, not commit any more crimes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Hillary Clinton apparently only used personal email address as Secretary of State.
2: <laughs> I told you she was using her, her, her Google Plus, her Gmail, <laughs> that hotmail.
1: Yeah, uh, I think they revealed. What was it, it?
2: At HitlerClinton.com? What the fuck?
1: It was something close to that. It was like H R D at Clinton email dot
2: com. Something dot. like that. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even joking. That it was oh something Lord. like that. Um And they don't have the same security. Anybody could have picked that shit up. Um, I guess. I, I don't, mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's you know, well, you know
1: if you use the email they provide for you that's not um that that's also not class- i mean that's also not um what do you call it classified or whatever like they can do a public records request for all your emails. It's probably how they found this shit out uh. She never had a government email address during the four years she served as the head of the State Department.
2: Oh, so she never had one assigned to her.
1: Nope. She never, well, she she never signed up or whatever. She just never got one.
2: Okay.
1: I'm sure it wasn't an oversight. It probably was on purpose. Right. Um, Aids made no attempt to archive her emails as required by the Federal Records Act.
2: Oh, Lord. So they're breaking the law.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to conceive of a scenario short of nuclear winter where an agency would be justified in allowing its cabinet-level cabinet head officer to solely use a private email communication channel for the conduct of government business.
2: Yeah, because the thing is, like you said, yeah, they can keep track of that, but with being your private one, you know, they probably had to go through the process of asking permission and all this shit. They're like, fuck it. We need this. This needs to be public record. We need to be able to go back. We need to be able to comb confiscate do what we want to to this and you strip that away from us
1: yeah they say clinton's official emails were given to the state department just two months ago selected from tens of thousands of personal emails by clinton's advisors
2: yeah because you know you send him personal which probably don't have nothing to do with the job but you know all that shit is mixed in there together
1: yep um that's crazy um uh how about a little bit of positivity okay Apparently, there was an inmate at Rikers Island mm-hmm. who was go- attempted to rape a prison guard, a female prison guard.
0: Oh.
2: hmm
0: A group of inmates rescued a female correction officer who was nearly raped by a hulking prisoner inside a locked vestibule on Rikers Island Saturday night. The Daily News has learned... The prisoner, Raleigh Young, trapped a female officer in a room at Rikers Island and choked her while masturbating, court <gasps> records show. The inmates helped correction officers frantically tear away plexiglass on the outside of the bubble-like watchpost around 8.15 p.m. A skinny inmate slipped inside the bubble through the small crack and opened the security door. A team of inmates then took down the assailant, 27-year-old Raleigh Young, until other officers arrived. During the attack, Young dragged the officer into an adjacent bathroom and blocked her from opening the security door. He's serving a 5- to 10-year sentence for raping a 13-year-old girl in 2007, Court records show. The majority of the attack was caught on video but has not been released to the public. New York City Correction Officers Benevolent Association President Norman Seabrook persuaded his members to go back to work but is furious that Young was not immediately charged for the attack.
1: yep um the good news is that other inmates stopped it man they saw that shit you know i think our society kind of believes that if you're um a criminal you're just going to earth uh, irredeemable there's nothing that can be done about you quote unquote
2: and that's not
3: true because
2: a majority of people in jail are in jail for non-valid non-sexual crimes Mm mm-hmm you know, like a lot of people are in there for drugs and weed and shit like that. And so, you know, these people have consciousness, they care, you know, they you know, they're concerned. You know, people act like you go to jail and you just lose your goddamn mind and just have no semblance of what society is, like you just go goddamn crazy and that's not so. And it's just one of those things where they had compassion for this crazy fucker. I mean, I mean, for that woman, mm-hmm. you know, to get her away from him.
1: Yep.
2: Go ahead. And I hope, yeah, and I hope they never let him out of jail again.
1: Yeah. Um. You know, they said, like, he pretended that he wanted to go get a mattress or something. And he had to go through the watchtower to get it. And she let him go through. And then that's when he tried to choke her and rape her. Uh, Karen Superhead Steffens says women should be free to have as much sex as they like. Resident industry meat mouth Karen Superhead Steffens says she, nor any other woman, should, not, should be ashamed for being as sexually free as men. She took to her social media account with this lengthy message.
0: Okay, let's talk about it. I'm a woman. And I fuck men. Right now, only one man. And I suck dick. Because I'm grown. And he returns the favor. Get over it okay
1: let's talk about all right that was her instagram apparently she sucks dick and y'all need to get over it all right
2: because she grown
1: she says i'm a woman i can suck as many dicks as i want just as men can suck as many pussies and asses as they want and believe me they do i'm 36 years old you can't slut shame me bruh and then the crying laughing face try that shit with some young girl who doesn't know her worth Is not directly correlated to her familiarity with per with penises, and even then, don't fucking do it. You got all these men out here taking dicks on Monday, snatching pussies on Tuesday, sucking anybody's ass on Wednesday, licking their besties' nuts on Thursday, beating their wife on Friday, raping women on Saturday, praise the Lord on Sunday. and You want to, to shame a woman for having sex? Get the complete fuck out of here. If and when I am single again, if I want to have sex like a grown up, I will I feel like, what does her husband think of this? He's like, uh, baby, what about me? I'm still here. <laughs> it's a little, I mean, I want you to be free, but come on now and trust and believe there will be sucking both from both parties. And I have a strap on named Pinky. Ask my ex-husbands. I will make a straight man love dick in a heartbeat. And I'm not ashamed of any of it. Damn, one of her husband's like, yo, can you not tell Instagram that you fucked me in my ass? Right. I'm like, I thought that was a private, private.
2: Right. ass fucking
1: that was between us. Right. I'm a woman and I cannot be broken, especially not over some dick child. Now bend over and open up, uh, with the, uh, um, eggplant emoji and the, uh, cum emoji. She later rounded out the rant by saying judgment from other centers about her sexual conquests are invalid and insists that the conversation on women being sexually free with their bodies goes beyond slobbing knobs. Now I'm starting to wonder, is she really speaking about sexual liberation or she does she have a problem? Could she be a dick sucking addict, Karen? maybe she's yeah, a, a lot of women
2: it. that love, enjoy sucking dick
1: right and now that she can only suck this one dick is she really starting to have some regrets Draws possible you know like she might she might actually have some sort of problem that she needs to get looked into look look at what she wrote at 36 this is the most confident i've ever been for most of us as we get older we get smarter our relationships become significant see significant uh and we become more confident in who we are as we find peace within ourselves we stop taking ourselves so seriously and begin to accept the facts of life with the exception of virgins and those practicing abstinence we are all having sex we're kissing rubbing sucking screaming scratching moaning and some of you are curling up into a ball and crying oh lord to each his own every animal does it it's nature and what's more it's important to be very good at it super even because a sexually bored or frustrated spouse male or female is not here for one more night of lazy head crying face date safely have sex only when and how you wish never be afraid to upgrade when you're not being satisfied and never settle for less than what you desire sexually or otherwise most importantly women own your bodies because the world is laying claim to them telling you how to use it and even how they can use it there are laws governing whether or not you can abort And how you get birth control? Court release, court release release men who rape, while the world punishes women who give consent. This conversation is deeper than cock sucking. It's about my right to be as human as any man. With song lyrics from men bragging about all their baby mamas and sexual conquests, how much they hate women yet expect to have full access to their bodies. And a woman should and can stand and say, "This is my body. I own it. I am sexual." I do all those things men do, but when I won't and with whom I won't, without being afraid of judgment, besides judgment from other sinners is invalid. I am so pleased to have ignited this conversation, and I look forward to continuing it through the years. I am here. My voice is loud. I am a woman, and I cannot be broken. Be well. Hashtag, I'm a grown woman. Excuse me? hmm I better leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Let her suck them dicks in peace.
2: All right, be happy. Thank
0: you all for the progressive conversation today.
1: Sex. Um. Yeah, man. I wonder if her man's just like, "What, what, baby? What, what, what you doing on Instagram right now, <laughs> baby?" It's, I'm not. I know who I married and everything, but I, I thought she was going you know, the dick evangelism is kind of out of control <laughs> right <laughs> now. <laughs>
2: Instagram
1: <laughs> I mean damn dog I mean obviously there's a lot of comments. Oh you know it is you know um but and I mean people are going back and forth and shit. I I don't think it really matters that much. I mean Mm-mm. who gives a fuck? She wants suck some dick, good for her.
2: I enjoy all you want. You
1: know, but I think she might be speaking from a place of addiction and she probably miss sucking all them dicks man
2: yeah
1: like if I was her husband I'd be like are you trying to sabotage our relationship hmm 50 shades of gray another thing that people love right now right uh apparently a woman uh had to well she the whole audience of a of a showing of 50 shades of gray in the UK had to be evacuated
0: Man.
1: Uh, because a woman who was believed to be drunk vomited copiously during the filming. She lost control of everything, including all bodily fluids. The whole cinema stank. Said one disgruntled cinema goer.
2: Oh, so she came lit.
1: I guess Fifty Shades are Disgusting. Fifty Shades of Drunk. We all <laughs> Fifty Shades of
2: Grey Goose. <laughs> right. We 50 all just a rock.
1: <laughs> we all expected Christian Grey gag anastasia as part of the plot we certainly didn't expect to be gagging ourselves because of the stench while the faces of the audience went gray with nausea staff rushed in to remove the woman another source added i'm not sure of her age she was so drunk she couldn't move she practically had to be carried out and the mess she left behind was just disgusting there was no way they could clean it up there and then it would be a specialist job so the film was stopped and everyone had to leave
2: oh what the fuck
1: some were offered a refund.
2: i wanted my money back too.
1: It was so disappointing. We'd really been looking forward to seeing it after reading the book, said the source. The showing was a Valentine's on Valentine's Day, so the audience was full of romantic couples who had gone to see the movie together. Oh, you know she ruined it for them. It was an absolute disaster. There's nothing less romantic than seeing a woman be violently ill everywhere. Yeah, she showed up by herself. I saw all them couples, got disgusted, threw up, ruined their night.
2: All right
1: paramedics were called to assist by the way
2: oh, could you imagine the paramedics mm-hmm. uh what do you need uh yeah we got a woman out here she done shit and puked on herself right
1: <laughs> speaking of uh sex someone has invented the sex selfie stick
2: oh uh,
1: it lets you facetime the inside of a vagina why Uh, Further proof that the sole goal of mankind is now to take selfies absolutely everywhere possible. A vibrator that can video capture an orgasm from its epicenter has been invented.
2: No, thank you.
1: Um, (laughs) The Foscom Gaga camera vibrator allows for a new level of explicitness in amateur sex tapes. Uh, There's a certain level of close up with a vagina that is actually not sexy. And I feel like inside of one is too close.
2: Oh, so, what are you, so you FaceTime and all you see is inside of a coochie?
1: Yeah, so you can see the, the vagina orgasm from inside. Footage can be taken and uploaded to a PC or smartphone. The device also syncs with FaceTime, offering unprecedented opportunity to be on the phone with someone's genitals. They have a video for it here.
3: Okay. I'll
1: put it in the chat. This
3: is the Sparcom Gaga USB Rechargeable Intimate View Endoscope Vibrator. It measures four inches in insertable length. USB and rechargeable, two so inches in so what you do, plug it's into made the from computer. It's smooth, soft silicon and is completely rigid. It's fully rechargeable and is completely waterproof. It has a camera at one end and an LED lights. There are five oh, different functions to choose LED from. LED light, and it's even compatible with FaceTime. So are you still
2: going to lamp up your ass. Hi, and
3: welcome to Love Honey TV. I'm Annabelle Knight, and right now we're taking a look at the Svarcom Gaga USB Rechargeable Intimate View Endoscopy Vibration. I just
1: love that the lady selling this is so classy about it.
3: Oh, yeah, you've got to be.
1: The Sfarcom Gaga Intimate View Dildo. Why? It will be up in your ass. She, uh, she's a professional. Uh, it now comes with taint wear and resistance. <laughs>
3: ah! Now, this is an absolutely fantastic toy. We've got four inches of insertable length and 3.2 inches of girth. It's made from a velvety soft silicon and the shaft is completely rigid. Now, you will need to charge this up before you start. So, remove the little pin at the bottom, plug in your charger and then plug it into a USB port and leave it for around about one and a half hours. Now, a one and a half hour charge will give you eight hours of playtime. Remember to put that pin back in and once you've done that you can even use this in the bath because it's waterproof as well. All the buttons are built in so it's nice and discreet and to start it just press the S button in the centre just for a couple of seconds and it will buzz into life. Now if I just pop this on the desk, Ah. you can see even on that.
1: What's so funny about that?
3: Uh,
1: That's what they do.
2: I know. It's just funny watching her, watching her, you know, just putting on demonstration of, I, of course I know what they do, I use them all the time, but it's just funny to be like, look, this is what you do, if you press it, it shakes on the table.
3: Well, yes! Low setting, it's nice and powerful. Now, to go up and down the five different modes, just double-click the arrows. You've got a whole host of patterns and functions to choose from. If I just hold this up to my microphone... You get an idea of the different patterns available.
2: That's one now, thing about w- about women toys, boy. We we got. I should have all kind of functions. I kind of feel bad for dudes. Y'all just have like a you know cock ring or you know sticky dick and some. My shit shakes and vibrates and rolls. And now we got spotlights and headlights.
1: Nah, they got other shit. I just ain't never tried to buy it oh
2: they got other shit <laughs>
1: they have like body parts you can lay on and fuck like a real person
2: like yeah yeah shit. yeah but but i mean like like, it, like
1: vibrate and move and yeah, shape mean, like people's asses and titties and pussies and shit
2: right but 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 the, but the y'all shit like can can grow tentacles and shit like that don't tell them what they do Vibrators the just can't grow
1: tentacles Can
2: come on now according <laughs> to hit that again
3: Also a way to increase and decrease (coughs) the intensity and that's just by pressing those buttons once. So the up makes it stronger and the down button makes it weaker. It's also got an intelligent mode and that's the S button in the center. Now the fantastic thing about this toy is that there's a close up.
1: This is 119 euro, 120 euro, that's a lot.
3: Yeah, it ain't gonna be cheap to get the spotlight in your coochie.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and then she does some close-ups with it later to show the camera. On
3: the camera and the light. Then you just need to open FaceTime or whatever program you've got on your PC, and you can see it's very, very good. And in fact, the closer you get, the more detail you can see.
1: I'm sorry, I that's gonna look like the inside of an octopus. I don't right. Wanna... Who jacks off to that? I mean, I'm sure someone jacks off to everything, but I'm pretty know, sure man. they
2: got porns. They do. They. I've actually seen porns with uh, gynos, mm-hmm. gynecologists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they they actually put them in stirrups and all that good great stuff.
1: Yeah, but that's different than like the inside of a vagina. Like,
2: oh, it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, the camera is in the vagina in the gyno porn. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't I, watched it. You you said you watched it.
2: I haven't seen it go in the vagina. I've actually seen, not not for the Ghana, but I've seen those type of ones, and they're and they're not entertaining at all.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't watch that shit. Mm-mm. That's like an extreme close up of a dick, like. You know what I mean? Looking the inside ah, of his dick hole. Ah, like I don't want to see the semen come out of the dick hole. Like it's not. Right? And at some point, it's just. At some point, now I'm in science class. It's no longer erotic.
2: That's how you feel because I've seen those poems before. I'm like, like, um, this is no longer entertaining. Um, this is like two things rubbing up against each other. Oh, what's that a circle? What's that a ball? Like, like, like you start. Yeah, I gotta trying see. Trying to figure out what the fuck you looking at.
1: All right.
2: Like, I just I just want to see a nice vagina or a nice set of balls. I didn't, I, I didn't come for the for the biology class.
1: Yeah, like, people just going to start showing science, like, microscopes of, like, a, a, a sperm entering an egg. Like, right. look at, oh, my God, I'm turned on. Everything is HD, so who knows? Look at the way that one sperm, oh, gosh. Uh, North Carolina State Ethics Committee has just opened up a major problem for their state. They just made it legal for lobbying firms to purchase prostitutes for, to service uh to service politicians legally.
2: All right, North Carolina.
1: North Carolina government officials who are having secret sex with lobbyists need to fear no more. The state's ethics commission has decided such illicit relationships are completely fine. Joe H. Brown the Secretary of State's lobbying compliance director sent a letter to the commission on December 15th inquiring whether intimacy between lobbyists and the people they are lobbying violates ethics laws. On Friday, the commission released its answer. The passionate and unwise may carry on. The opinion, which is almost romantic if you get, can get past the legal jargon, essentially says that your body is a temple and sharing it with anyone else is a priceless gift. Inf- infamous Emphasis on priceless. Sex has no value according to the commission, so it doesn't need to be disclosed. Consensual sexual relationships do not have monetary value and therefore are not reportable as gifts or reportable expenditures made for lobbying for purposes of lobbying laws, expenditure reporting provisions.
2: They look, we
1: know y'all fucking. No, no no this this is see, they framed it like what if I have sex with a lobbyist? Lobbyists try to get politicians to do things right
2: uh, so they can just okay, now go okay.
1: buy prostitutes and be like hey okay. What's up?"
2: okay i feel you know
1: it's difficult to read without squinting skeptically but considering how difficult it would be to disclose a sexual relationship as a gift would different acts carry different weight is it really subjective things would get complicated quickly less black and white is the commission's contention that fostering sexual relationships with a government official does not qualify as a form of goodwill lobbying According to Raleigh News and Observer, goodwill lobbying is an indirect attempt to influence legislation or executive action, such as the building of relationships. In an editorial published under the headline, "Has the State Ethics Commission made prostitution legal in North Carolina, the Beaufort Observer denounced the opinion, including the idea that sex has no monetary value. The paper suggests that the latter idea may lead to the legalization of prostitution since the ethics commission has now ruled that sex has no value. How will prostitution ever be prosecuted anymore in this state? If sex has no value, how can prostitution be illegal? North Carolina has had what seems like an unusually high number of lobbyist government official affairs become matters of public debate. In 2010, Two of Tom Tillis' staff members resigned over the span of three days because of relationships with lobbyists that the then State House Speaker said displayed very bad judgment. Although it wasn't known whether such relationships violated the law, Tillis, now a U.S. Senator, reportedly made clear that he would initiate his own policy banning the behavior. I'm going to require resignation of the staff. What these people are guilty of is very bad judgment, and what I'm going to do is remove any doubt from that in the future. While the idea of lobbyists and the, the pe- and the people they lobby engaging in sexual relationships certainly seems ill advised, it's not clear why anyone would think the commission declaring it legal would have any impact. After all, if you're a lobbyist or a government official, chances are you may not be very ethical to begin with. Perhaps making sex between the two professions perfectly fine would just make it less enticing. A little editorializing at the end, but man, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah, I guess you can fuck. Um yeah no, they'
2: you, you're doing it anyway.
1: Because you know they're just gonna buy prostitutes now that's all they're gonna do
2: right. They
1: already kind of do that did that shit back in the day anyway,
2: yeah, it put out like this it put like this if you're gonna do that, a lot of prostitutes the prostitutes without y'all going around there harassing them and locking them up, yeah, like it can't be just for y'all,
1: yeah Um, uh, let's see what else is going on, uh. Police say a gay rights activist faked their own abduction.
2: Why?
1: Um yeah, um not helping. You know what I mean?
2: Sure not.
1: Gay rights activist, uh a gay rights activist has been charged with making false claims on social media. Um, um that he was abducted and put into the trunk of his car after leaving his job at a local Chipotle restaurant. Adam Hoover, 20, of Harrison, will be booked in the Hamilton County Jail and likely face a judge Wednesday morning. And he should. Green Township Police Lieutenant Jim Vetter said Hoover's story was a hoax and it was readily apparent after investigators talked to him. This is a young man dealing with some issues in his life right now. For whatever reason, he decided to stage his kidnapping and abduction. The bottom line is he made allegations that he was abducted and that turned out not to be true. After the incident concluded Tuesday morning, Hoover's mother, Anna, posted on Hoover's Facebook asking the public for time to figure everything out. Anna has helped so many people. Please help me help him, she said. I mean, Adam. Uh Chris Silbach, a Cincinnati City Council member, uh, active in the gay rights community, active in the gay rights community, told the inquiry he's glad Hoover was okay. Hope he gets any help he needs. He claims in text messages to friends and Facebook, uh, post, in a Facebook post that he was forced into the trunk of his car at the restaurant location off of Glenway Avenue. He said his abductor threatened to kill his family. His tweet was retweeted more than a thousand times. His Facebook post was shared more than 450 times. Please help me. I'm in the trunk of my Ford Escort Red 2000 GBH 2812. Uh they said they are going to kill my family. hashtag# find Adam Hoover quickly made the rounds on Twitter and Facebook. Concerned citizens all over the u s claimed they called Hoover's mom and several police departments in and around Harrison. Multiple police agencies, including some in Kentucky, Indiana, aided in the search. Police found Hoover at the Miami township resident called nine one since someone had knocked on their door seeking help at 1:30 a m The resident did not let Hoover inside, but he could be heard sobbing loudly from the porch. I'm really cold, Hoover told the police dispatcher. My feet hurt really bad. I can't feel them. After the resident gave Hoover the phone, he recounted his elaborate story to police. He said his supposed abductor told him to drive him to his Harrison home, scared for his family members' lives. Hoover said he instead drove to Interstate 74 and then I-275. Another car began following them once they got on the highway, Hoover told police. That's when Hoover claimed his supposed abductor forced him to stop, put him into the trunk. I put him into the trunk. Hoover said he was afraid to call 911 from the trunk because the abductor might hear him. Eventually the man stopped and opened the trunk. Hoover said he kicked him and ran away. He told police he didn't know where he was. I just ran. That's all I could do. Hoover said his abductors, uh, began driving up and down the street looking for him. They were laughing as they did. Vetter said he listened to 911 call, thought it was very believable. And why would you not? He said someone shows up. He makes these claims. You take it at face value. You don't know. You don't want to say, wait a minute. Time is of the essence. Vetter said they asked that after Hoover posted on Facebook, 911 dispatchers was in, were inundated with calls, which is often the case with something that's spread on social media. We would just request to anybody, obviously don't make something up that didn't happen because you're utilizing valuable, valuable resources that could be used when someone is truly in need of help and is in trouble. Mm-hmm. God forbid we had another incident at the same time. It would have sucked a lot of our resources. Obviously we were very concerned. We were utmost concerned for safety. Uh, we wanted to make sure he was indeed safe. Anytime you get a call like that, you take it at face value that this is a true abduction. We are going to use every resource available and make sure he is located safely. That's what we did in this case. Uh, veterans said Hoover was taken to the hospital for evaluation. He was cited and will appear in court to face charges.
2: And you know what? He ought to get charged to have to pay for all the, uh, uh, police force that had to go. He knew you ought to be fined for all that too.
1: Yeah. I don't know how he's going to pay that off at, uh, chipotle money
2: don't 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 be fucking around wasting nine one one. one something really something important could happen and you have uh lgbtq people who are really abducted and you fucking around like that's that's not funny it is not a game chapel
1: hill shooter obsessively photographed couples parking spots the uh muslim couple mm-hmm. who we killed
2: but mm-hmm. well, people talking about this ain't racially motivated
1: well they're saying well it's was, it was motivated over parking spaces
2: Goddamn parking space! People fall out about parking spaces all the time. No, they, no, it's more to it than that.
1: After prosecutors announced Monday that they intended to seek the death penalty for Craig Hicks, the 46-year-old who shot and killed three Muslim students in an apartment near UNC Chapel Hill, new details of the new details of the shooter's obsessive nature emerged. Yeah, this reminds me of George Zimmerman and how you had all those pictures right. and reports and calls and shit like that. People <laughs> ignored that shit. Calling, you know, calling in police on kids that was younger like 10 and 11 and shit black kids obviously police have said that shooting uh, may have been motivated by an ongoing parking dispute according to the police and family hicks was stand watch over the apartment complex where he lived and keep detailed notes even taking photos of cars coming and going where the couple parked hicks shot and killed dia Shadi Barak- barakat his wife yusuf muhammad and his sister and her sister raza muhammad abu shah salak Saha Last month in the couple's apartment, the bloody crime scene is described in police records obtained by BuzzFeed. When officers arrived at the scene, a witness hiding behind a building ran at them and pointed toward Barakat and Muhammad's apartment. She told him that her friend was over there bleeding. Inside the apartment, officers first found Barakat, who was bleeding from the head and showed no signs of life. The police found one female body in the kitchen near the dishwasher, another female lying in the doorway near the kitchen both men both women showed no signs of life a witness told police that after he heard shots he noticed a white male approximately his mid-40s wearing a beard with a bald spot on top of his head wearing a gold carhartt coat walking fast from the back of the apartment building a concrete motive in the case has remained elusive so far but a few primary arguments have been taken hold the hicks fixation over the complex parking spots boiled over that Hicks, a staunch atheist whose Facebook is rife with anti-religious sentiment, killed the students for their religion or some combination of the two. Hicks' wife, Karen, the New York Times reports, apparently told her lawyer that her husband was stare from the couple's second-story window, obsessing over neighbors' parties and patterns of parking. The couple had not spoken since the day of the shooting, when he apparently called and told her, this is not your fault and have a good life. He was undeniably obsessed with parking, Each unit got permits for up to two cars, but only one assigned spot. Building 20 had 13 spaces. Mr. Barakat and Mrs. Abu Saha were assigned space 20B. The next 20C belonged to Mrs. Hicks. Five spaces in the middle were unassigned and could be used for extra cars. Drivers also regularly parked on the side street. The Housing Association allowed residents to have improperly parked cars towed, but Mr. Hicks abused his power until the Housing Association asked him to stop.
2: (laughs) <laughs> That's like you call too much
1: his wife's lawyer said according to a police search warrant he kept pictures and detailed notes on parking activity on his computer
2: did he not have a life
1: apparently not but family and friends of the students citing incidents preceding the shooting maintained the couple and abu saha's sister were killed for their religion and appearance and that hicks became fixated on the couple's behavior
2: i believe that
1: yeah because you know they weren't the only ones violating this parking shit get right. the fuck out of here with that. he that he ran up on them on purpose in one such instance, Hicks knocked on the couple's door to complain about the noise they were making. They were playing the board game Risk and reportedly lifted his shirt to reveal a gun holstered to his belt. Then in January, the Times reports, Abu Saha texted her husband, I just got yelled at for it by a crazy neighbor who said we are only allowed two spots. The night the couple had planned a dinner party, Barakai apparently went so far as to print out maps of the apartment complex parking spots, highlighting their available spaces, sending photocopies of friends and family. And the Abu Saha's father, Muhammad, told MSNBC, my daughter, you complained, and she told us she felt the man hated them for the way they looked and the Muslim garb they wore. She felt the heat had has risen after she moved into the apartment and her friends came to visit, and most of them wore Muslim attire. So she was worried about that.
2: Right. He just... Man, and shit like that, and then that shit you played on the radio the other day, and mm-hmm. all that shit. Like, that shit matters! Like, like, you fuel these people with this hatred, with all this dog whistling out there, and then people try to say, dog, that's racist what you're saying, and you're calling these crazy people out, but when they do something, you don't want to claim that your rhetoric and your, your foolish talking is, is, uh, creating this bullshit. Um, yeah. Cause everybody ain't got good sense that listens to you and everybody doesn't know to dismiss the bullshit coming out of your mouth.
1: Yep. Um, you know, and everyone is looking for some kind of excuses. Like as long as you don't implicitly say, "sand nigger, then you're not racist.
2: Right. Correct.
1: Yeah. Um.
2: But why do I have to say that in order for me to understand that's what you mean? Oh, uh, Yeah. Then why do I have to die before somebody takes it seriously? Like, oh, I guess seeing lying because was niggas. Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why it's so hard to believe that this dude had some issues with their religion and was watching them. I mean, our society, society, is very Islamophobic, you know, even people that claim to be these neutral people, you know, look at Bill Maher. Every week he can't do, can't help but do an Islamophobic rant, you know, about how Muslims are the worst. You know, and hashtag all Muslims, you know. Right,
2: but you're open-minded and you're progressive and, you know, everybody's accepted, but the Muslims, okay, but well then everybody's not accepted then.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't personally think that, uh you know, you can just overlook that shit. I think that uh a guy like that, you know, the post he had on Facebook about religion, anti-religion and shit like that, and how even you you can be atheist and still Islamophobic. Yes, Being atheist doesn't mean that you... Should hate any religion or hate people that worship any religion, and it doesn't mean that you're the same towards every religion. You could be atheist and be like, "But I fucking hate Muslims. Like, I Mm -hmm. like I tolerate Christians, but Muslims, oh, they are the worst." So, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: Yeah, just because you're atheist doesn't excuse you from the other (laughs) other shit. You be atheist and racist, atheist and homophobic, atheist and all this other shit too. Just because you atheist, it doesn't separate you. And sometimes uh depend on uh the person sometimes atheists you look at them like y'all just as bad as bad as the religion even though you don't believe in a religion or 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 subscribe to a religion sometimes you guys treat people just as bad sometimes worse
1: yep um so monique claimed that she was got offered the role of cookie line for the hood series empire over to roger p henson apparently um writer danny strong who's also the co-creator of empire Mm -hmm and also uh wrote the butler said she was never offered roles on empire or the butler why why can't they let this die i mean i'm gonna keep it going because i love the drama but like at this point you gotta wonder like why they can't just be like no one really gives a fuck they just want to see us fight right you know do y'all realize that right yeah all people just watching the
2: train wreck that's all
1: yeah, like, nobody really... Yeah, and who
2: cares if she was off the position or not? She never played the roles. I don't mean no harm. Like, nobody really cares. Yeah,
1: it's like, everybody just gotta be like, they lying. Somebody, they lying to you. No. No, tr- trust us. Um, Halifax um, has, uh, in, in Canada, mm-hmm. they have an advertisement for date night. Um
2: I did like with Owen.
1: That's right. A lot of people would like to see this. Hi, my name is Donnie. You call me Big D at the gym and on the arm wrestling circuit.
0: My name is Connie. And...
3: If you don't believe in love in first sight, let me reintroduce myself. I love women and I am a love machine, to be honest with you. This I once made love in the sewers of New York City.
0: I don't like <laughs> men who... Front when they laugh, like snort.
3: I love to dance. Do you want to dance? Turn offs,
0: public washrooms. I don't like hairy women. I don't like hair. When I start nibbling oh. on this sucker, it's game ah. over. You know,
3: put a nail in a teeth dump. Oh, ah. no. Oh, Poe
2: Owen, what what's happening out there, my friend? Yeah, I like uh, Long time readers of uh, I
1: like uh, that that advertisement. Basically, it's it's an ad for downtown Halifax, and it just basically says like, "Hey, man, come out here and hang out." Now finding someone to go out with is hella difficult because look at these losers that are trying to get dates. But I don't know. I thought that ad was cute. That's all.
2: That ad was made back in 1980s.
1: Um. A New York couple accused of torturing a housekeeper over missing jewelry. Oh,
2: that, just calling
1: the cops on them? A couple in Bayside, Queens, is accused of kidnapping their housekeeper at gun, at knife point, allegedly burning her body with a plumber's torch while questioning her about missing cash and jewelry. What
2: the fuck is a plumber's torch? Um. Oh, is, is that so you can solder the stuff together?
1: Um, I assume. I don't know, man. Google lumber's
2: torch yeah whatever it is it got a flame on it i know that much and it ain't and that ain't cool
1: yeah i mean is there some is that a good kind of torch to get tortured <laughs> with can i have no idea i mean i was yeah it's probably something that burnt yes yeah, it's the it's the it's the like one that's the size of like a small propane can and uh obviously you ignite it and flame comes out one end and then you burn somebody with that shit
2: that that is that that's what you melt the metal together with is or something yeah you, it's a
1: torch yeah you can melt stitch it you know it's a torch
2: oh oh well then they they weren't playing no games what 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 did they think they were gonna do put it underneath the sink what the fuck
1: well kidnapping at knife point kind of instituted they weren't playing any games as well
2: that's true too um they just took another level with that
1: the 32 year old devon devonland devonand Lochman Devannon Latchman and 31-year-old Ambar Latchman were arrested earlier this month on charges of felony assault, felony kidnapping, and unlawful imprisonment. Sources said the couple who live in Bayside, Queens, believe their maid, 54-year-old Daisy Machio, uh, stole money and jewelry from them when she went to clean their home the afternoon of Friday, February 13th. Devannon Latchman and another man allegedly burned her with a plumber's torch and repeatedly hit her on the body with an object machia uh told nbc4 new york through her friend and housemate oscar ramirez who translated from spanish for her they kept punching one guy this side the other guy the other side machia denies stealing anything but says she admitted to the theft at the time to stop the abuse yeah he started just beating the motherfucker randomly they gonna say i did it
2: even if they didn't so you can stop whooping their asses
1: the three suspects then took her to her home where they stole her and her roommate's cell phones. Oh. Lisa's still searching for the third assailant described as about six feet tall, 30 to 35 years old with a medium build. Crazy. What the fuck you think you Jack Bauer, man? You gonna beat your, ah, torture your maid?
2: Is she gonna be working for ISIS or some shit? What's happening here? Yeah.
1: Where's the jewelry, Chloe? <laughs> Um, assholes, man. Yeah,
2: they start, starting that uh, torch.
1: Yeah, uh, they beat the shit out that woman, too.
2: Yeah, they did.
1: Um, the SEC approved net neutrality rules. I mean, we knew they would. Good. Um, shout out to the people who did the hard work on the ground and started these uh Cause online aff- movements
2: because this affects everybody.
1: And shout out to Obama because if it wouldn't have happened, y'all would have blamed him. So he getting credit. Yup. I know you don't like that.
2: Yeah. And it was so funny. A lot of people don't even know what the fuck net neutrality is. They arguing to get some shit that will affect them. Do they not realize without net neutrality, they would fucking charge you at the wazoo just for fucking access to the internet.
1: Um, yeah. Um, by the way, we was getting a, uh, was getting an echo, but I turned it off. Um, okay. But yeah, man, it's, it's crazy though. Cause it's like, we we end up with you know this net like this net neutrality shit is the thing that Netflix paid, Time Warner and all these people for to mm-hmm. make sure that their shit came through fast and everybody else's. Right. They just went ahead and ponied up early, but now it's like, do they get their money back?
2: I guarantee they don't get their money back. Which I think they should get their money back, but I guarantee they don't get their money back. And the thing is, like, this affects everybody. Like, if you do anything on the Internet, podcasts, all this shit, like, this shit matters. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people will start charging you to put your shit out or to make your shit more accessible to people, which means if you don't have, it's like a pay-to-play, which means if you don't have the money to pay, like Netflix, odds are your shit's going to get slow, your shit's going to get dragged, versus the Internet is like water, you um, you can't function in the society without it. It's like a telephone. It needs to be there.
1: Yeah. Um, and
2: that's how they treat it, and that's how they should treat it. And companies are mad because they're thinking about the money they're going to lose. And, and on top of that, it, it would actually cause companies to give fucking better service.
1: Yeah, they saying Spreecast is out in the chat room. Oh. Um, let me try refreshing. I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. So they're just sitting there hanging out.
2: No, didn't nobody say it? Didn't nobody
1: say it to me? Uh, someone said it on Twitter.
2: Oh, because I'm Spreecast not...
1: Spreecast is blank. I'm... Um, okay. Let me see. Uh, is it, is it still blank, everybody? Um, um, one, two, three, can y'all hear this? Um, I don't even know if they can see this. Maybe Spreecast is having an issue. Okay, yes. It's still blank. So. <sighs> what a fucking waste of a day. I don't even know what's going on anymore.
2: Me either. Um, I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I didn't know, because like I said, I hadn't been on, you know, like, looking or anything, because I know uh, Agents of shooting and shit about the stars, so I ain't want to f- fuck around and get spoiled by looking out there, so I just got off.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Sweet um, Sweetcast apparently does not want to work. Um yeah uh um man, we have had to earn our dinner tonight um all right, let me think if i, I wonder if I start I'll try to start, start another session a new session,
2: okay, let's do that
1: one second uh all right yeah Karen I didn't even know that apparently been in the chat room saying it for a while I didn't even see it it's been 30 minutes that it was out
2: oh yep yeah I just seen them going I didn't realize it's been out that long
1: apparently it has um let me try starting a new one okay I'll just play uh play some music for everybody um Here you
0: go.
2: just a lot of in the right ear than the left. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's just... yeah. I don't know where that's coming from.
2: I don't know. The sound is fucked up today.
3: <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah, because when you talk, it's, it's fine when you talk. It's just the other sounds just aren't even today.
0: You just keep making me jump through. Oops. What I want to
2: do. I just want you to look at me. With you love, I just want you to look at
0: me and say that I can
1: be that I don't want right now. sound off again awesome yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh the hell of a night
1: oh man um that probably means they can't hear anything in the chat yeah i don't think they can Mm
0: -mm.
1: uh all right let me save what we've done so far Um, all right man we don't know what the fuck that was but we corrected some more technical difficulties isn't this amazing episode 900 is starting a lot like episode one um uh, right. we have had to record it multiple times it's fucked up several times computer
2: they're just they're just like fuck it right
1: um anyway we're back um i don't even remember the last story we were talking mm-hmm.
2: about it don't even matter um am <laughs> sorry y'all we got a lot of shit happening i don't even remember
1: let's just get into the segments uh, let's cause... do it y'all
2: so if it sound like they like uh they were like fuck the topic yeah because fuck the topic because we were just yeah we just had too much shit happening.
1: Uh, so we'll just go right to our segments and go with baller alert cause that's what y'all really came here for.
3: I'm
0: a five star. a, be even be
1: a, a rent and a She to me, it's money I ever spend. Right. I can't even lie. Right. So super right. hot. I do not need her when I keep her a so a your a dog, baby. Your man is a
0: straw. she loves
1: me, now she loves you. Now you yeah, all my bitches, love her, look me find a five star yeah. you can yeah. just a fast star bitch just a fast star bitch just, just a fast star bitch just a five star bitch go high, and, and your hair say fly your box, and your hair some fine and you alright um now I sound way too loud in my headphones god damn it I don't know what's going on today that's alright uh mm-hmm. sorry now I just get frustrated I'll let you pick cause I don't feel like dealing with it Karen mhm how to Not Lose a Baller. Groupy Tales, it all started in the pool with Tyrion Matthew. Thanks, but I'm not your charity case why sometimes we don't need help or need your help about dark-skinned women. Mm-hmm. Groupy Tales, my first night with Hakeem Warwick and Shots Have Been Fired Online, Now What? blogged by Queen Ivanya. Hmm. Was
2: that, that first one wasn't a groupie tale, was it?
1: No, it was How to Not Lose a Baller.
2: Let's do that one.
1: All right. I'm not the loser baller. Um, Now, the newer ones typically have the least comments. Oh,
2: this is the newer one?
1: Yeah. She wrote this today. Did you want me to not? Did you want to pick a different one?
2: Yeah, let's do a different one.
1: Okay. Um,
2: If that's the case, do the Hakeem.
1: Group of Tales, my first night with Hakeem Warwick. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Let me get this. uh, Here we go. Here's a nice little groupie tale on Hakeem Warwick, currently on the Phoenix Suns. I've never looked in how Warwick in that way looked at Warwick in that way, but after reading this, I'm sure minds will be changed. This is probably one of my favorite written tales to date. LOL. Oh. Do you have any juicy stories you'd like to share? Send them over to eleven eight at BallerAlert.com. You can remain anonymous. Disclaimer, Baller Alert groupie tales are submitted by our readers. We cannot confirm hundred percent accuracy of any story posted. A few years ago, I couldn't tell you a thing about the NBA. I hated professional sports. I was, however, a diehard college basketball fan. So when I met Hakeem Warwick in person at my job, I was completely unaware that he'd been drafted into the NBA. When I mentioned that he looks familiar, his friend assumed that I'm referring to the recent draft and said, yeah, he just got drafted to the league. I politely congratulate him on his accomplishment and correct his friend, telling them that I remember him from Syracuse, one of my favorite college teams. I even throw in some stats and highlights of the last couple of seasons and bring up the infamous 2003 block against Kansas so he know I'm legit and not just some groupie uh, slut. I can tell that it kind of throws him for a loop. When he recovers, he asks what I'm doing later. I say chilling at home with a good book. He tells me that he will be hitting up a popular party spot that night and that I should grab a friend and come. He puts our number on his phone Then gives me his number and says, just call me when you get there and I'll come and get out and get you. I don't believe him, but I say I will think about it and I tell my girl about it and let her talk to me into going. Like she said, whether he's there or not, let's just go out and have fun. Meet my girl at the club. We drove separately and I dialed the number. Nothing. See, I told you, whatever she says, it was worth a try. We're here now. Let's just go in. As we near the VIP line, I hear my name being called. I turn, and there he is. He tells me that he knew that he wouldn't hear me if he answered the phone, so when he saw my name come up, he just headed to the front. We get inside, bypass regular VIP, and end up in the celeb who's who-infused area. We chill, we dance, we talk, we drink. He's really possessive, not allowing my attention to stray too far for too long, but it's cool, so I roll with it. Three in the morning, everyone is leaving. My girl has hooked up with a baller of her own so we trade stats hug and say good night with the promise to let each other know when we've made it home safely hakeem walks me to my car then asks if i will go back to his room with him i decline and thank him for the night he kisses my forehead and tells me good night drive safely i pull off and go home i know i know where's the sex so even she knows this is kind of boring i mean as detailed as it is <laughs> I don't really give a fuck at this point.
3: <laughs>
1: About 30 minutes later, he calls and asks if I made it home safe. Oh wait, I made it home safely. I say, yes. I ask if I'm set. He asks if I'm settled. I say, not yet. He says he wishes I would have chosen to come hang with him instead of going home to my book. I tell him that he gave up too easily. He asks, will I come? I say, yes, give me an hour. He asks, why well, I need an hour. I tell him I want to shower, get the club stench off of me. He says, I can do that there. 20 minutes later, I'm calling him from the parking lot of his hotel Again, he comes out to get me. We go upstairs to his suite. I fell in love with the master bath. While I was in that heavenly shower, he went into the other bathroom to take one himself. When I came out of the bathroom, he's standing there wearing some practice shorts. I am I'm. I pull out a bottle of Palmer's cocoa butter. He laughs. Yeah. He laughs when I say, I'm sorry, but Ash is not sexy. He takes the bottle and says, let me do that for you. That man has the greatest hands ever. He lotions me up and down, slightly massaging as his hands roam across my body. Well,
2: at least you know he ain't no ashy ass nigga.
1: Well, no, she had the butter, cocoa butter, right?
2: Right, he knows how to use it, so at least you oh. know he he not, he don't be walking around ashy.
1: Soon his lips follow as he kisses a trail from my forehead to my toes, then back up to my inner thighs. I was somewhat relieved that he didn't dive into my the kitty. I mean, I wouldn't have been mad nor would I have stopped him, but I think... I would have thought less of him considering that he didn't know me well enough for for something so intimate. So she's like, "I'm glad he didn't eat my pussy." <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: We barely know each other. Pussy is eating pussies for second dates.
2: Right. You can fuck it, but don't eat it.
1: When he stood, when he stands to undress, I reach into my purse, pull out my bullet, and start to play with my honey pot. So she already uh got sex toys out and everything.
2: All right. She 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 had the little ones.
1: He pulled out a very impressive piece of meat. I'm not going to say it was so huge. That's so cliche, but it looked good to be a good eight and a half inches of very thick. And I could have sworn it winked at me. Ah! But that ain't, (laughs) but I mean, isn't that the same as saying it's so huge?
2: (laughs) Oh my God. It didn't say here I am. Wink. Um,
1: so yeah, um so between the, okay, so let me handle that he tells me and handle it he does. Between the bullet and his fingers, I come so hard my teeth rattle.
2: <clears>
1: Finally he slides on a condom and eases inside of me. His width, his width makes him have have to take it slow until my body adjusts. So he holds my legs in my arms and slow grinds until i'm shivering shaking and babbling incoherently he pulls replaces the rubber then lie on the bed i climb on top of him and ease down on that pole determined to rock him to sleep shit was too good though because soon enough i began shivering and shaking he flips me over quickly and we go from love making to straight up fucking in two seconds he's digging it from behind and it seems like no matter how hard we throw it we just can't. We just can't get close enough. I reach back for him, tell him to hold my hands like reins and ride the shit out of me. Oh my god, shit was amazing. Afterwards, I take another shower, prepare to leave. He asks me to stay. We sleep in a, the other bedroom, seeing as how we demolished the bed in the master bedroom. I do the early wake up, go wash my face, brush my teeth, fluff my hair thing. About fifteen minutes later, he wakes up. We have sex again. Then he follows me in his car to a nearby spot. Well, we have a late breakfast, early lunch. He kissed me on my forehead and we part ways. The writer of this tale wanted to add a brief note. Hakeem and I actually ended up having sex a few more times while he, he was here. <clears throat> the last time, being about a month before he was traded, I would never make it more than it was and try to call it some type of relationship. It wasn't. It was just that whenever we run into each other, we make plans to get together. We do our thing. He kissed my forehead. And that was... That until the next time. Sounds like they never kissed on the mouth. All right. Which would be anywhere from three to eight months later. The last time I saw him was in March 2010 when his team was here to play. I hung with him for about an hour in the player's lounge before his team had to leave for the airport. Hakeem is a really good lover. He's attentive, versatile, and has great stamina. He's gentle when he needs to be and rugged when it's time for the gentle crap to fly. I gave, I give him five gold stars for performance and longevity. <laughs> gold stars now this only got four comments and this is an old tale guess people didn't care tawny baby says nice alicia alissa low says nice story i guess people really are here for the bad ruby tales or something went wrong
2: right not bad and, and he's not like one of them people that's like super duper duper famous
1: yeah and if it's too nice they seem to turn on you <laughs> De- Denise says, not bad. These groupie tales are starting to sound like ads for players. LOL. Nevertheless, I enjoyed the story. Terrell Jones says, I wish he would have took a shit on her groupie ass and took it to another level. I would be a two-pump chump on all these groupies and say the real dick for wifey. Oh. Sound like he's just a hater. Why'd you join the site? Right. Ashy <laughs> ass. mad. Oh. You needed some of that fucking lotion. Right. You pull some cocoa butter out for yourself. Anyway, you fast up, 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 fast up, you not fast up, Yo, got it, I do grade A shit Wanna, I'm a rich nigga walkin' And this the, the remix. remix And I'm still like I'm lookin' for a five-star chick When I catch her, I'ma bless her What with a five-star, five-star dick She ain't yeah. chasing no suckers All <laughs> the mess with real niggas She ain't, she ain't never fucking bustin' So your cars and your That shit really don't excite oh. And all them hatin' assholes In the, the club don't fight she, she was born in the eighth a- grade it's a school a- in D.C. D.C. Got a job in Dallas, Texas And it yeah. moved if you ain't a five a five star yeah, bitch. That's a five star, star ain't bitch. Ain't a Alright, alright, alright Time to play some guest the Race, everybody Let's do it Now that it's time for some guest the Race That's right, it's guest the Race time that is time for some guess the race that's right it's guess the race time that's right it's time for guess the race the number one game show going across all the podcasts, man. we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today the chat room to guess the race and the chat room is racist all right let's get started uh two arrested after a shooting at a Denny's in Shelbyville. Oh. Yep. Two men were arrested Sunday afternoon after a shooting in a parking lot of a Shelbyville Denny's. Officers from the Shelbyville Police Department were on the way to investigate a fight outside the restaurant that happened about 1 p.m. Sunday when they spotted one of the two vehicles involved in the incident headed on I-75. Police stopped the car. The driver got out yelling to the officers that he had been shot. The victim had been shot through the arm and into his hip. He was taken into IU Health Methodist Hospital in Indianapolis for treatment. Officers located the second vehicle in the Denny's parking lot. Inside, they found a handgun and what appeared to be blood. They also tracked down two suspects, Floyd Adams, 26, Indianapolis, and Jeremy Hollinsworth, 28, Cincinnati. Adams was arrested on preliminary charges of aggravated battery, battery resulting in serious bodily injury, conspiracy and corrupt business influence Hollinsworth was arrested on a robbery charge both men were being held without bail on monday preliminary investigation indicates that three the three were at the back of the parking lot when a fight broke out between adams and the victim police think the shot was fired during the scuffle this incident is not one that we see in shelbyville often lieutenant michael turner said in a statement It was the hard work and quick actions of the responding officers along with the hard work of the detectives and the Shelby County Prosecutor's Office that helped bring charges in this incident. At this time, we feel the public is safe and all those involved in the incident have been located. Guess the race of Jeremy Hollinsworth, 28, and what was the other dude's name? Floyd Adams, 26. Uh, Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. (laughs) Uh, if it's enough people even to keep guessing, I mean, right? At this point, uh, white says Chris B. Johnson, uh, Floyd, either black or 90. Exactly why Denny's didn't serve blacks in the first place.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> they were in
1: Denny's parking lot, not getting served instead, black. They would be yellow on The Simpsons, but they white in real life, says Joe. Well, the correct answer is everybody missed it. It was a black dude and a white dude. That's right, you're all terrible. And guess the race? Now that black dude, ooh, he got the business. He had the brakes beat off of him. Yeah, he like he got beat up. Like he lost the fight. And the other dude. The white dude somehow came out unscurried. which is uh, amazing. Can't believe you guys all missed that, which racism. Oh. Never said they were both the same race. Um, and Dennis brings people together. Um, let's see. Let me find another one. Uh, here's one. Police pulled over New Jersey man in the HOV lane and find two kidnapped victims in his back seat. Oh. A New Jersey man was busted for kidnapping after cops pulled him over for apparently driving solo in the carpool lane and discovered his terrified victims in the back seat. Port Authority <gasps> cops pulled over Luis Marino Jr. because he appeared to be alone in his silver 2002 Toyota Sequoia, Sequoia after he entered an Hove lane, an HOV lane, approaching the George Washington Bridge. It was about 8.05 a.m. I have two passengers in the back, Marino protested. <laughs> I bet you do. Rolling down his rear driver's Aww. side window uh, to show the cop. The officer saw two passengers seated in the third row of the SUV and let Marino continue driving. But as he rolled away, one passenger tried to jump out the back window, screaming for help. Oh. When the cop ordered Marino to stop again, the 26-year-old whizzed past her. He quickly became stuck in rush hour traffic and was stopped by more Port Authority cops. Ah, was, hit that
2: morning traffic.
1: Officers interviewed one passenger, a 33-year-old man in Spanish. The victim told Marino had picked him up in Texas, agreed to drive him to Maryland for money. But once in Maryland, Marino demanded more money. When the man couldn't pay, Marino allegedly locked the SUV doors, took the man's cell phone away, and left Maryland for New York. The SUV's rear window and door locks had been disabled so only the driver could control them. The second passenger, a 24-year-old man who also does not speak English, said he too was held against his will. Both victims were believed to believe believe be newly arrived immigrants. Marino, who lives in Elizabeth, New Jersey, was driving with a suspended license and wanted on numerous parole violations.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's just the
1: guy to smuggle me into the country, right? Right. The dude that's gonna get stopped anyway. Correct. He's like, also, my license is not not expired and (laughs) revoked. Yeah. He was hit with charges including kidnapping, criminal restraint, and receiving stolen properties being held in lieu of $1 million bail. Guess the race of Luis Marino Jr. Yeah,
2: guess the race, y'all.
1: Yeah, let's see what these these losers believe this time since they <laughs> fucked up the last time, you know. <laughs> Thought y'all was some real racists. Spaniard, rest of the family... Was in the hatch, Latino, white. Three passengers is basically an empty car to him, Latino. Thank you for visiting the USA. Now back to wherever Hispanic old land you come from. Aww. Italian, says Lauren. Corner bodega owner, Latino. The correct answer is, is Latino. Latino. And The problem is I gotta find a link that's not the NY Daily News because uh, that's those don't show up in the chat. But uh, he's definitely a Latino-looking gentleman. Uh, y'all just don't have to deal. Uh, you can click on the link. I'll put it in the chat, but the picture won't show up. Just click on the link if you want to see it. Um, but yeah, man. And, and then the, the audacity to have them in the car, like y'all just gonna shut up. Mm-hmm. And let this happen. And the police didn't even run his shit. He just checked to see if there
2: was anybody in the HOV lane, and then he was cool. Right. Oh, I think somebody got it wrong.
1: Oh, and then someone did get it wrong. They said Italian, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lauren messing up. Oh it's okay, girl.
0: It's okay.
1: Um, uh, let's see. Port Authority police. Uh, back to the Port Authority. A Port Authority police recruit claims her boss sexually harassed her by repeatedly calling her American Girl doll and suggesting she was too feminine for law enforcement, according to a new federal lawsuit. Uh
2: Uh-oh.
1: Holly, when you are killed in the line of duty, I'll make sure you look pretty for your family. PA Sergeant Eric Torres told trainee Amanda Holly, 29, during the exercise, I do a lot of funeral for fallen cops and I normally never look at their face, but for you, I'll make sure you look pretty. Holly of Jackson Township, New Jersey said her bosses singled her out as soon as she began training at the New Jersey City Academy in August 2013, and the sexual harassment didn't end until she was fired four months later. Torres would make her perform squat thrust in front of the entire platoon, the suit says. He even came up with a sexist tune to sing around Holly, the suit alleges. She is an American girl doll, Torres would occasionally croon. One time, Sergeant Torres told the plaintiff that he took his two daughters to see to the American Girl Doll store and swore he saw the plaintiff there. He also called her Angelina Jolie and jested that she received a Botox injection after Holly's lips swelled up during a pepper spray test. The suit says, adding that she was sprayed more than the other recruits. The whole thing was obviously heartbreaking for me, Holly told the post. To be ridiculed and feel ashamed of the way I look was the hardest part. I was just embarrassed and humiliated. Mm-hmm. You know how it is, Karen. You get embarrassed of being too fine. The train, people don't talk about fine discrimination. Mm hmm. Oh, it happens. It happens all the time. The trainee said she was forced out of December, in December 2013, several weeks after she had refused to resign at, at a supervisor's behest after failing a firearms course. Holly felt that, <laughs> what's so funny to me is what if she really was terrible, but she they what they sexually harassed her right so that's the real like so so she's gonna win the lawsuit but mm-hmm. she really shouldn't have been the cop nope like that would be really funny if she was just like like oh my god it's gonna so heavy how are you guys shooting me yeah. And it's like shooting all over the place and like endangered everybody's yeah. life like <laughs> like a like a like a completely cliche like every negative stereotype of women
2: mm-hmm
1: and then, but then they were harassing her, so she still wins a lawsuit. That would be hilarious.
2: Yep, and she uh, they, they did it, so she deserved the money.
1: Yep. Holly felt that she was never given a one-on-one instruction other female trainees received. Yeah, she probably had a lot of, now let me stand behind you. And right. Hold the gun like this. Instead
2: of properly training her on how to do the job.
1: Imagine the gun is my dick. Oh, Lord. Actually, imagine my dick is the gun. <laughs> Reach on in there and pull the trigger, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, before ironing a position in law enforcement, Holly was a social worker with the New Jersey Department of Corrections. She claimed her boss used that job against her. Sergeant Torres made it appear that the plaintiff did not have the gumption to do law enforcement work and should have stuck with social work solely because she was a young female. Holly's lawyer, Gina Mendola uh, Gina D- Mendola La- Longarzo, uh, called the behavior outrageous. The lawsuit claims uh, caused for an undisclosed amount of damages for civil rights violations and lost wages. Guess the race of Amanda Holly. Um, American girl doll.
2: It's a delay.
1: Oh, okay, no problem. Would have been mad if he called her Barbie, Caucasoid, white. Or wouldn't have been mad if he called her Barbie. Right. White, delicate, porcelain, precious white woman. <laughs> American girl equal white. When I say African slave doll, we could talk. I sue cause I'm too pretty white. (laughs) Snowflake, the correct answer is she was a white woman.
2: Yes, she was.
1: And you can see up there, man, she is fine as shit.
0: Mm
1: Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, I got them big old bitties. You know what I'm saying? I harass the shit out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I won't be a bulletproof wretch, you know what I'm saying? Make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> 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 you don't have to pronounce all the words anymore. Mm-mm. Anyway. <laughs> uh, a Brooklyn dad put his son in jail after he became the suspect in his mother's murder. A uh, Brooklyn man who was out on bail on charges of raping a relative...
2: What? What's happening here? What kind of snap series is this?
1: He was thrown back in jail by his own father's request after becoming a suspect in the gruesome slaying of his mom. Apollo Hernandez, 29, was accused earlier this year of sexually assaulting a teenager in 2008 and released on $3,500 bail posted by his dad. The father, Alfred Hernandez, Rushed to Brooklyn criminal court Monday night and asked for the bail back, explaining that his emotionally disturbed son can be a danger to himself and others. He had a good reason to worry. On Saturday morning, Ruth Messier, Messieria 48, was found with her neck slashed in her apartment. Apollo Hernandez became the prime suspect. His mom was a witness in his incest case, which, with the alleged victim reporting an old rape to her back in the spring. A source said the authorities are waiting for some evidence uh, to be analyzed for they could potentially pin the woman stabbing on Hernandez. The suspect was taken in after the homicide, but refused to answer questions and lawyered up. Cops then did what they could to ensure the suspect was no longer on the street. They used an open warrant for littering to haul him to court. And his dad requested uh, to exonerate the bail, uh, which took care of the rest. It was heartbreaking for him to ask for the bail back with the kid there. He wanted him to get help. Alfred Hernandez never married. Messera and the two are believed to have been estranged. On Tuesday, his son, now held on $3,500 bail, was ordered to come back to court in jail, in a jail bus this time. After getting arrested on that rap back in May, Hernandez told detectives that was a family matter. It has been handled as a family matter. And that the defendant would not talk about it any further. So, guess the race of... Apollo Hernandez.
2: Now you know it gotta be bad. Your daddy be like, you know what that money I put up, mm, get back.
1: Uh, Stabido Domingo said. Oh, just lord, Thought I was gonna say Stabido Gigante.
0: That's mm-hmm. what I would have went
1: with. Marino, Kentucky, Tennessee, Latino. Daddy photoshopped his son back in jail. Latino El, Di- ah El Aww. Diablo, Latino. Next right, next tight end for the Pat- Patriots. Taco eater. Killed his madre in a tequila filled rage. Oh. He's Mexican, likely from Michoacan. Uh, that's what I meant, is late. Oh, okay. The correct answer is Latino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can click on the link if you want to see it, but stabbed his own mama. Why?
2: Right, after he raped her cousin. A
1: relative. That dude just, he had a problem with sticking sharp objects in family members.
2: Yes, be it his penis or objects. Mm hmm. Uh, that's
1: an object, this penis. That's why I was counting, Karen. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Double
0: the
1: points and the rays. Double the points and the rays. That's right. Double the points, double the race and the bonus round against the race. So far everybody's all over the place. Let's see if they can finish strong. All right. Let's do, um, let's do this one. Walmart thieves stole a Barbie car and used a fake heart attack as a diversion. Two men walked into a Lake Walls Florida Walmart. Of course. Of course they did. Uh, A Florida thief last week faked a heart attack inside a Walmart so that a male accomplice could walk out the store with a shopping cart stuffed with toys, including a motorized Barbie Power Wheel.
2: (laughs) That things is huge.
1: While the diversion proved initially successful, the pair was arrested yesterday on grand theft charges when they were linked to the crime via surveillance footage. Of course. According to the Polk County Sheriff's Office report, Taurus Scott, 30, and Gennard Dupree, 27, Entered the Lake Walls Walmart together and filled a cart with $369.94 worth of merchandise. As seen on the below store surveillance, the men separated after the cart was loaded. As Scott moved toward the exit with the merchandise, Dupree dropped to the floor and clutched his chest. Elizabeth, I'm coming to see you, he said. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, this oh, is the that'd big be, one.
2: That would have been classic. <laughs>
1: With Dupree doing his best friend Sanford invitation, Scott walked past his sidekick. The fake heart attack, the cops noted, appeared to be done in an attempt to create a distraction long enough for Scott to exit the store past all points of sale without paying for the merchandise in the car. Dupree's heart trouble lasted 44 seconds before he was able to get to his feet and amble out of Walmart. He met up with Scott in the parking lot and the pair drove away in an SUV.
2: Met up with him in the park, You know, his camera's. All across the Walmart parking lot.
1: A subsequent police review of surveillance footage resulted in the identification of Dupree and Scott. Dupree is currently on felony probation for theft while Scott is an ex-con who was released from prison last year after serving about a decade for armed robbery. Well, welcome back. What? Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, he was like, fuck it.
1: Guess the race of Tara Scott and Gennard Dupree. Oh, man uh orangutan negroid kaiser souls eh? uh fred and lamont sanford uh black uh when the diabetes becomes black privilege oh uh our ones your mother always said watch her purse when they showed up black i still on camera like odal black and white says crispy johnson Correct answer it is, is black. black. They were both black dudes. And uh, one person missed it somehow, hilariously. Oh,
2: them hair dudes. Oh. Uh, I'm assuming the one on the right is natural. I, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to do the big chop. Yeah, you do. He ain't put no shade
1: but on that. I know. Man, that's crazy. I wouldn't have, but it's almost a brilliant plan. You know? They just shouldn't have met back up together. Y- yeah. I mean, if they weren't criminals, you know, maybe they would have got away with You know right. what I mean? like If they weren't easily recognized criminals... Maybe they'd be all right, but everybody was like, oh, you talking about uh, about them two?
2: Talking about Dead and them?
1: Yeah, of course. Of course. All right, man. um, Let's finish this out with Sword Ratchetness. Mm hmm. Oh yeah, he did. Um, amen. He claims he was a Robin Hood with the sword. A Brooklyn man who slashed his building manager's head with an unusual weapon only attacked because he was exploited by a wealthy landlord. His social worker said in court Tuesday as the man sentenced to five was well, sentenced to five years behind bars. Wow. Yeah, let me tweet this at Elon James. <laughs> just say this could have been you.
2: Right. Hashtag, like with them sword,
1: swords right shit all right sorry um Ronald, ronald francois 36 was convicted of felony assault for attacking the hulking building manager everything pierre with the sword what was this happening in france sorted in the in crown heights apartment uh, May 11, 2013. He was a member of the working poor. Unfortunately, he was being exploited by a wealthy landlord. This is a tenant-landlord dispute that turned tragic. Legal aid, social worker Peter saw Defense attorney Ivan Pantoja also blamed Everton and explained in court that the building manager was hired by the building owner to squeeze unpaid rent out of tenants in exchange for a cut. The building manager did admit to an agreement with the owner that was patently illegal, 50% of the rent and 50% of back rent. So he was like, yeah, if God people damn. owe you money, then I will harass them until they give it to you. Pierre had nine stables in his scalp after the defendant struck him with a sword. Ooh. Uh the Brooklyn assistant attorney, uh, district attorney Janice Dawson, who added that Francois was remorseless. So he got five years, because he ain't even he was like, Man, the nigga was harassing my family. Of course I chopped him up.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't have been fucking with us. Right, he deserved it. It's because he couldn't use his words to find a better reason Mm -mm. to do this. So that's what happens, guys. So uh, don't trust anybody in your building that owns a sword. Mm -hmm. We'll be back tomorrow for uh, Day Walking. And our guest will be Fonte. uh, Foreign Exchange, man. Fonte Coleman, man. I think everybody's going to be interested to see what he has to think about the Walking Dead's latest episode. And we can't wait to have him. And Justin should be here, too, tomorrow at 7 So until then, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.